You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, folks. Be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment. Well, lo and behold, here he is. He is incorporated. He took an old Chevy pickup and uh, turned it into what looks like Santa's sleigh, took the top off and everything, and he sits there on the bench seat and goes, on Danner, on Prancer, and here he is, Dr. History. Did you see my little dog pulling it? No. No, well, I don't have one. No. How are you? I'm doing great, Zeb. Who are you going to thank today? Well, uh, I want to thank Merrill. Uh, Merrill has been a longtime listener, and he has made a few contributions towards uh, my book, which I just uh, have to give a plug for that. I'm getting really close to having it printed. Really? Yeah. uh, I've been talking to a printer down in Salt Lake, and so I'm hoping to have it ready to print in a couple of months. So thank you, Merrill. I appreciate your help. And also, I want to thank Chad, who has made some suggestions for some shows. And also, Carolyn, uh, thank you for your comments. Where I are all these people that. from, by the way? I, you know, I don't know. Sometimes there'll be a phone number, and I can look up the oh, area code and find out where they're from. And Scott, thank you, Scott, because he suggested we do a follow-up on languages. You remember last week? We did talk about that. And so that's what I'm going to do today, uh, is talk about the Indian languages. Okay, what does Atahe mean? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the end of this language session. Uh, I don't know, but I think it's Navajo. It might be. I think it is, actually. I really do. Okay. So... uh, Anyway, Scott, uh, he made a comment. Uh, he says, well, uh, if you go back to the Bible, uh, when you talk about languages, okay, uh, the Tower of Babel uh, mm-hmm. after the Great Flood, and, right. you know, the people, they were going to build a tower in case there was another flood. Right. And so God confounded the languages and the speech, and, and then people spread throughout the world. So I guess you could say that was the beginning of different languages. I've often wondered how a person looked at a tree or a rock or a horse and then came up with a word for such. Right. Uh, You know, that's a great question. I have no idea how, because there's so many different languages throughout the world now, and they all have a name for that, a horse or a rock. But the commonality of English being used by all airline pilots is above all other languages. Yeah. Exactly. So, I'm, but I'm going to talk about the Indian language. That's what we talked about last week, and and the different languages among the Indians. Okay. 
Now, according to the Indigenous Language Institute, there were once more than 300 indigenous languages spoken in the United States. And of that, there's only about 175 that remain today. Really? Others have been become extinct, uh, just lost with the loss of a tribe. You know, some tribes just totally got wiped out. Yeah. And so, obviously, their language did, too. But there's a common misconception that there was one Native American language. Now, as I go through this, Zeb, I, I have to do a disclaimer because I'm taking some people's opinions uh, on the research that I've done. So maybe it was this way and maybe it wasn't. So in other words, you're saying there's kind of a gray area. Exactly. Okay. So at least one person says there's a misconception that there was one Native American language that they all came from. In reality, there were perhaps a thousand languages spoken in the Americas, and we're talking about North and South and Central America, before the arrival of Europeans. And of those, about 250 in the present territory of the United States alone. So again, we're looking at language clear from like a South, Central, and North America. I see. In addition, these languages showed tremendous variety between one another, a trio of individuals from three areas a hundred miles apart might very likely have been completely unable to communicate by speech. In other words, there could be a tribe here, a tribe, let's say, over in Buell. You know, what's that, 60 miles away? No, or, probably uh, or up 40. To well, it doesn't make any difference, yeah. yeah. So. Within 100 miles, you may have tribes that cannot even communicate really? with each other. They right. were that close, but yet had a different right. language. Yeah. So there was also, however, there was sign language, and we talked about that, used in some areas to allow communication between those different tribes. So that was, the, I guess, the common language. Sign language. Would be sign language, yeah. And this is described in detail in Lewis and Clark, William Clark's book, uh, The Indian Sign Language. So he came up with a book entitled the Indian Sign Language. Okay, but how many people really knew what the different signs meant? That's a good question, too. And I, I'm, I can only think because they traded among tribes. I could point to you, and you would know that I'm talking about you. Right, but what is the sign for a deer or an elk or a bear? You know, yeah. uh, And I guess they would somehow figure that out. Okay. But anyway, uh, the spoken language was neither primitive nor simple, and many had grammars as complex as those of Russian and Latin. No kidding. However, with the exception of the system used by the Mayans and their neighbors near the Yucatan Peninsula, none of the native languages of America had a writing system until the arrival of Europeans. Um, in any case, no theory of common origin for the North American Indian language has any serious following. Most anthropologists and linguists believe that North America was populated originally by people who migrated from Asia across the Bering Strait. Now I've got a real heavy question for you. That's what I was afraid of. Yeah. If there were no alphabets to have the letters or the sounds of the letters, how did they make up the words? Let's just keep it going here, Zeb. <laughs> and again, that's a theory, okay? Now, there have been attempts to relate Native American language to Asian languages, but none has gained general acceptance. So there's those that believe they, that they came across the Bering Strait. There's others that suggest no. 
that didn't happen. Now, the linguistic diversity of native North Americans suggests that the area was populated as a result of at least three and possibly several separate waves of migration from Asia the language they brought with them, however, has no uh, discernible relatives in Asia. So, I am really I'm getting this confused. Out there. Okay, so there's those that say that they came from Asia, yeah. uh, crossed the Bering Strait, and brought their languages to the Indians. And there's others that say, no, never happened that way. I, I, I really want to pursue this Indian language or Native American because uh, whether they're Choctaws or Cherokees or Apache or whatever, yeah. Yeah, and we'll get into that somewhat. Now, the Europeans who arrived in Virginia discovered a lot of tribes with distinct identities, but the different tribes used only three major language groups, Algonquin, Siouan, and Iroquoian. At the time of first contact in the 1500s, Native Americans in the Western Hemisphere spoke 800 to 1,000 different languages. You're kidding me. In North America. And there's a lot of places in America that, uh, that come from the Native American words. For example, Mississippi comes from, uh, uh, from Big River. Alaska, in the Aleut, uh, it refers to sea crashes against it, which makes sense. Connecticut... Uh, refers to Long River, Minnesota, uh, Dakota, Minnesota, Cloudy Water, uh, Nebraska, Omaha for the Platte River, which was Flat River, Tennessee, uh, named for Little Tennessee River, Oklahoma was a substitute for Indian Territory by Choctaw Chief Allen Wright from Choctaw, Okla, meaning people, tribe, meeting nation. So there's a lot of words we have now that are uh, originated from Indian words. Okay, I'm going to ask you another question. Who wrote down the beginning or the start of a certain tribe's language so that the guttural references were put into the form of words? Okay, that came through as the uh, uh, as the the trappers, the Franciscan monks, the uh, those people that came through. That We're tried. getting really heavy here. <laughs> Let's just keep going. <laughs> so, okay, so and maybe this answers it. There was no native writing system. There was none known among North American Indians at the time of first European contact. Unlike the Mayans, the Aztecs, the uh, they had some writing because they had them on the Aztecs and the Mayans did right in their you know the stelas the yeah. rocks where yeah. they've written. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. 
Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now, Navajo is far and away the most commonly spoken native language in the United States. Now, they were the tribe that was used and utilized in world... Stop. Stop. I'm going to tell you about that. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're taking my thunder. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I know where you're headed, though. So it has actually 170,000 people that still speak Navajo. Almost 10 times as many speakers as each of the two languages in the next highest, which is Sioux and Yupik. So Navajo is the highest speaking people in the United States that still speak By other tribes? No, just the Navajos. Just the Navajos. Right, just the Navajos. So it's an important heritage language with a rich history. This written language has evolved slowly as interpreters worked with Navajo speakers to create a written language. So that maybe answers your question. So, uh, uh, you know, these uh, linguists and interpreters gradually got a written form of Navajo. Uh-huh. In 1910, Franciscan missionaries published vocabulary of the Navajo language. And so today, the Navajo is actually uh, written and spoken. Now, so it has its own dictionary. Yes, yeah. Uh, now, the Native American languages that are hardest to learn are the ones that are obviously extinct. We don't know anything about them. Navajo, closely related to Apache, is in the Athabascan language family. Oh, I lost you there. Which includes 44 (laughs) languages spoken in the U.S. and Canada. And we'll just skip right over that. (laughs) You know, this is such an intriguing conversation because I've often wondered, uh, you know, what was the word they used for uh, a rock or a color? A color. Right, right, yeah. So now I'm going to say something here that you were alluding to. During World War II, yeah. the Navajo language entered the national inter- international spotlight. The Navajo Code Talkers, and I think there's a movie on that too. There is. Code, code yep. Talkers. Yep. It was employed by the United States government to encode, transmit, and decode messages. The language was ideal for use as a code that the enemy could not crack, and it was ideal for several reasons. Number one, it is only spoken by Native Americans. Number two, it features complete or complex syntax and dialects. And number three, it is unintelligible to anyone without extensive exposure to it. And number four, at the time of World War II, there was no written version. So back in World War II, there wasn't even a written uh, Dictionary, so to speak. Really? That came later. Yeah. Didn't they use just a minimal amount of letters out of the alphabet? And I think, didn't they, the Navajos, uh, the language never did have like R's and... Yeah, there were certain letters that we have that they did not They have. didn't use or sound out. Right. Yeah. But uh, recently, there have been high-profile attempts to keep the language alive. For example, and I didn't know this, in 2013, the movie Star Wars was translated into Navajo. You're kidding. No. This marked the first time in any major... R2-B2 and all those people spoke Navajo? Yes. This is the first time any major motion picture was translated into a Native American language. Really? And I had never heard that until I was researching this. 
But anyway, the effect of European settlement was bad for the Native American language and culture, to put it mildly. By the middle of the 20th century, roughly two-thirds of all the uh, uh, indigenous American language, and this is North, Central, and South America, had died out or were on the brink of distinction. North of Mexico, it's estimated that roughly half of the Native American languages have become extinct, uh, and there's... But there's a, a big attempt to uh, preserve those languages. You know, the the people, the older people are trying to teach the younger people and preserve that language. You've got to wonder, though, Ken, and I, I keep beleaguering this fact, that when they first started a tribe, okay, let's okay. stay with the Navajo. Okay. All right, and somebody got up at a campfire and goes, yeah, or yeah. something like that. What was the discernment or the acknowledgement of what it meant? I have no idea, only that, you know, they must have picked up a rock and said something. This is, yeah. or looked at a horse or a deer or the sun. We ought to get a language expert on the phone that, or on the program nice. with us. Yeah, but in spite of everything, there's still approximately 150 native North American languages spoken in the United States by more than 350,000 people. Wow. Uh, that's out of 350 total spoken languages in the country. You're kidding. So it... it it is there, and it's being preserved, which, thank goodness, it is. How much of the languages have been put on paper? I don't know, because I don't know how many of those languages have been translated into the written Or did they have voice form. tracks of the languages? I, I don't know. I think it's just been handed down from generation to generation, and huh. that's how they're trying to preserve it. Right. So, but though most of these languages are on the verge of dying out, some are holding on. The Navajo, Navajo language, for instance, is the most spoken, as I said, most spoken language today. Nearly 170,000 speakers. Uh, the next most common is a language called Yupik, uh, which is spoken in Alaska. Hmm. Um, now, contrary to common misconceptions, Native American languages didn't originate from a single language. And again, this is what the researchers are saying. It didn't come from one single language, like in Europe. Like, uh, you know, they started out with one language and it just spread. Yeah. But uh, additionally, a lot of native langu- languages relied on oral tradition, and many written texts were destroyed. So there's hardly any records from before 1850. So. It- it's amazing how the language developed over so many years. But the seven most popular Native American languages in the United States now, okay, number one is Navajo, mm-hmm. and as I mentioned, most mm-hmm. commonly spoken native language. Yupik, which is central Alaskan Yupik, has the largest number of speakers of any Alaskan native uh, language. And almost half of the Yupik population speak it. In other words, they still use it today. Yeah, as they communicate one with another. Really? Uh-huh, up in Alaska. Now, the th- number three is the Sioux, and this includes three dialects spoken in North and South Dakota, one dialect, Minnesota, a second one, and Nebraska. So there's three dialects of Sioux that are spoken uh, at this point. This is really intriguing. We've got to get somebody on here. That knows what they're talking about. Well, no, no, no. That's not the inference. Yeah. But there's so much that they could share with us. Yes, that's true. Because, you know, I'm just taking this from the research I've done. Now, number four is Apache. And the Apache uh, breaks down into Rio Grande, Carison, Cherokee, and Choctaw. And they're each spoken by between 10,000 and 15,000 people. 
And there are five groups of Apache speakers. There's what, and I'm going to, I'm not going to sure if I'm going to say this right. Yikarila uh, Apache, Kiowa Apache, Mescalero Chiricahua yep. Apache, yep. which is in New Mexico. Right. Mescalero Chiricahua Apache, which is in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's Western Apache, with the last group accounting for half the speakers. Western Apache is spoken on the San Carlos, Apache, Fort Apache, Tonto, Fort McDowell, and Camp Verde Reservation. How much of an over- we only got a minute and a half left, but how much of an overlap of language from like the Apaches to yeah. where they could pick up other? I, I think if you're in the, these groups, you could communicate. I see. So the number fifth, uh, the fifth language is the Rio Grande Carison, and that's uh, New Mexico. Then Cherokee uh, is a member of the Iroquois language family. Uh, and number seven is the Choctaw, and it's spoken in Louisiana by two, two state-recognized tribes, the Clifton Choctaws, the Mississippi Band of Choctaws. So that's the seven languages that are pretty much still hmm. common. That's amazing. Uh, uh, and again, I, I wish I knew more about how they developed that over the years. Really? Now, also keep in mind, Seb, years ago I did a, a story about the the white Indian tribe up in, I think, Minnesota or Wisconsin. I remember you having that on. Yeah, yeah. and we think those originated from the Vikings. So really? there again, you maybe have a totally different language there. Are there still descendants up there? I don't know that. Um, huh. But it would be interesting to know if there's wow. still a language even though it may not be very common. If anybody out there could recommend a good, really good professor of languages oh, yeah, that'd that be we could call, I don't care where it is, what university, that we could call and get on this program via the telephone with Dr. History and myself, I, I'm not speaking for you, but I'd love to have him on here. Yeah, somebody that really has studied this out for years yeah. and knows so much more about the languages yeah. uh, of the Indians, which... Uh, to me, is it's a fascinating culture. You did it again. Uh, you did yeah. it again. Very interesting. And we got to pursue more of that. Okay, so next week, Zeb, I ran into a story about the music of the Native Americans. Oh. So we, I may just be uh, going into some of the musical instruments. Are you going to play some of those here? No, we want people to keep listening. I see. Okay. <laughs> just please don't go into singing. Well, that's what I was going to say. If no. I sang, no. we'd have a lot of people hanging up Absolutely. on us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.